Are you in need of some spiritual vitamin C? Well, I believe you came to the right place. My name is Kenya and welcome to Spiritual Vitamin C, my podcast designed to fuel your spirit by feeding it the word of God. So open up your spiritual medicine cabinet, your ears, eyes, and heart, and let's fill up on some spiritual vitamin C which is truly the word of God. In this episode of Spiritual Vitamin C, we are going to be dealing with the story of the three Hebrew boys in an episode entitled Through the Fire. This is one of my favorite stories of the Bible. I know that I say every story that I choose to do an episode on is my favorite, but the truth is they're all my favorite. And so in this episode, we're going to be dealing with how it is a God thing that three Jewish young men go bound into a furnace seven times hotter, come out free and promoted in the Babylonian government. Only God can do these miraculous things. So stay tuned. We're about to get into it. I'm coming out of the NIV. Book of Daniel scriptures are as follows. Chapter 3, verse 1, 2, 4, 5, 12, 13, 16 through 18, 19, 23 through 25, and 30. Please read Daniel chapter 3 in its entirety to get the full understanding of this story. Verse 1. King Nebuchadnezzar made an image of gold, 60 cubits high, 6 cubits wide, and set it up on the plain of Dura in the province of Babylon. He then summoned the satraps, prefects, governors, advisors, treasurers, judges, magistrates, and all the other provincial officials to come to the dedication of the image he had set up. Then the herald loudly proclaimed, nations and people of every language, this is what you are commanded to do. As soon as you hear the sound of the horn, flute, zithar, lyre, harp, pipes, and all kinds of music, you must fall down and worship the image of gold that King Nebuchadnezzar has set up. But there are some Jews whom you have set over the affairs of the province of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who pay no attention to you. Your majesty, they neither serve your gods nor worship the image of gold you have set up. Furious with rage, Nebuchadnezzar summoned Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, so these men were brought before the king. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied to him, King Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you in this matter. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God we serve is able to deliver us from it, and he will deliver us from your majesty's hand. But even if he does not, We want you to know, your majesty, that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold you have set up. 
Then Nebuchadnezzar was furious with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and his attitude toward them changed. He ordered the furnace heated seven times hotter than usual. And these three men, firmly tied, fell into the blazing furnace. Then King Nebuchadnezzar leaped to his feet in amazement and asked his advisors, weren't there three men that we tied up and threw into the fire? They replied, certainly, your majesty. He said, look, I see four men walking around in the fire, unbound and unharmed, and the fourth looks like a son of the gods. Then the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the province of Babylon. The nation of Judah, the southern kingdom, because of their sin, fell captive to the nation of Babylon. The ruler at the time was King Nebuchadnezzar. Over the course of 20 years, he would take people from that nation and would bring them to Babylon. And that was done three times. And so that first group that was exiled, Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they were part of that group. And what the Babylonian kingdom did was they would take those of royal blood, the cream of the crop, and they would have them assimilated into society and give them very strategic positions within the Babylonian kingdom. And that's what happened with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So we see throughout the book of Daniel, the four men at very specific times stand up for their faith. And there were times in them doing so that it brought peril to them. But God delivered them out of it all. So there was a very specific time within the reign of King Nebuchadnezzar. We have to understand that this king and the kingdom that he had was extremely powerful. It was extremely far reaching. He was marching on nations and he was taking nations at will. A man that powerful, you don't defy. A man that powerful, you don't come up against. A man that powerful probably never heard no. And if he did, the subjects didn't live to tell the story. So when, when anybody gets that big, when anybody gets as powerful, as ferocious as King Nebuchadnezzar, have to be really careful. That spirit of God complex worship is forever present. And we see that with men or women that are extremely powerful. So it was with King Nebuchadnezzar. But he hadn't ran up against the God of heaven and earth, Yahweh. So we see in the plain of Dura, he commands everyone to come out. He unveils this golden statue of his likeness, and he gives a decree or a command. Anytime you hear this very specific music, you are commanded to bow down and worship the image. This is not an episode where I'm dealing specifically with music, but here, here is something to just throw out there. Music was originally given by God. Music is 
the ultimate skeleton key, if you will. It crosses gender. It crosses nationality. It crosses socioeconomic boundaries. It is like the ultimate and has the ultimate ability to bring people together. So the flip side of that is that anytime there is something around that that's powerful, Satan and his kingdom look to take it and use it for something other than what it was ever intended to be. So very specific music, when you hear it, you are expected to bow down and worship the image. King Nebuchadnezzar had no idea Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, whose real names, by the way, Shadrach, Hananiah, Meshach, Mishael, Abednego, Azariah, he had no idea that they were defying his order. It took astrologers to bring it to his attention. And it had to have been, it had to have been a shock. So much to the point where he had them bring the three young men into his presence. And he asked them explicitly. And they gave him an answer. The Bible tells us that his attitude toward them changed. And he commanded the furnace seven times hotter because of their defiance. He was probably shocked, didn't see it coming, or maybe didn't even expect that they would defy him the way that they did in his face. We have insight into who he is throughout the book of Daniel, but in this particular instance, the Bible says, His attitude toward them changed, and he commanded the furnace to be turned up seven times hotter. So he has his soldiers bind them and throw them in. The furnace was so hot, the soldiers who ushered them into the furnace, they die. And it's kind of amazing, again, when we read the story that Nebuchadnezzar himself saw that four people were in the furnace. It wasn't those who worked for him who saw it. He saw it first. And he's the one that commanded Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego to come forth. And of course, he got them out of there. And he made a decree that the God that they served was able to deliver them from out of the fire. And anyone that speaks against their God would be killed. It's easy to read about this story. But it's another thing when you're in the furnace yourself. Because we have the luxury of the canon of scripture being complete. We know the stories, but it's different when you're walking through it. God allows us to go in our fiery furnace, if you will. Fiery furnace could denote a extremely hard trial. Situation that you didn't expect to find yourself in. I obeyed you, Lord, and it got me in trouble. I obeyed you, Lord, and it got me fired. I obeyed you, Lord, and things didn't work out the way that I thought they would. I did what you said, and it seems like I'm losing more than I'm winning. Whatever it is, whatever it is, a fiery trial. Just like we saw with the three Hebrew boys, one, like the Son of Man, further translated, the son of the gods or 
an angel, the very one that commanded the three Hebrew boys to be placed in the furnace, was the very one that saw one that looked like the Son of Man. The world needs to see, people need to see Jesus in our trials. People need to see the strength of God in us while we're through our trial. Those around us, look, even though sometimes they're the very ones that may speak against God or speak against us or speak against our stand for God, they'll be some of the very ones who will look. And it may be some time later that they will let you know, I was looking the whole time. Your faith in God strengthened me. Your faith in God has encouraged me. And that's what it really is about. When God sets up scenarios, meaning he is not an evil, eternal being that's just creating all of these hellish things that we go through, God orchestrates and he uses, he allows things to come upon us so that he can teach us how to trust him, how to depend on him, how to communicate with him. He allows us to go through life situations and circumstances so that not only us, but others around us will know that he exists and that he deals in our lives on a daily basis. It's, as I stated earlier, easy to look through Genesis to Revelation. It's easy to look at those who have already lived their lives and to preach and teach about them. But what about us? What about when obedience to God gets us in a fiery trial? Fire reveals, so it is with life. When God allows us to go through trials, it reveals how much we really trust God. It reveals how much we really love God. Trials are a revealer. What's in us? God knows, but we need to know. So as you go throughout your day or your week, be encouraged. God brings us to trials. He promises to be with us through trials. And if we trust him, we'll get the benefit coming out of the trial. Our love for God will will be stronger. Our faith in God will be stronger. We'll be bolder. We'll be more encouraged. We'll be able to turn to others and let them know if he did it for me, he can do it for you. And here's an interesting fact to take with you through the rest of the week. Glass, two types, regular and tempered. Tempered glass, thank God, is that little strip of glass that looks like plastic, almost feels like plastic that we tend to put on our phone, the face of it. So when we're going throughout our day and we're dropping it, it doesn't crack. It takes a lot of force to really crack that tempered glass. We also see tempered glass on our cars. And if you look at both of these types of glass, the regular glass plates and cups and the tempered glass, Pyrex, dishes, and the like, the difference between the two is how they cool down 
tempered glass is cooled at a slower rate. And with it being cooled at a slower rate, it has strength added to it and other things happen in order to get tempered glass to the point where it's four times stronger than regular glass. Also, when tempered glass does break, it breaks into safety pieces, it crumbles. Regular glass is cooled at a faster rate, but also regular glass is moldable. We know that because we can look at vases and we look at those who blow glass, right? They can make glass into these beautiful pieces that are sold, but tempered glass you can put in the oven Tempered glass can go in places and spaces that regular glass can't because of the strength that it has because of the process that it has gone through. So think about that as you go throughout your day. When it seems like every time you turn around, you're going through some kind of trial and God has brought you to and he's bringing you through another trial. And it seems like the fire is burning upwards of like 500 degrees plus. Think about tempered glass. The more heat we can stand, the stronger we become, the more God can use us in areas that other glass, regular glass, can't be used. Because when regular glass breaks it breaks into shards of glass and if you've ever dropped a plate or ever dropped a cup you do your best to try and pick it up because it can cut somebody but when tempered glass breaks it breaks in safety type pieces it crumbles so let God do with you what he desires what he planned for your life so that wherever you go with God's grace you will be so much stronger than you thought was possible if you enjoyed this episode of spiritual vitamin c please subscribe I would also love it if you would rate it and leave a review. I look forward to seeing you next time. And remember, life needs a dose of Christ.